Praise the Lord. Now, Father's Day is upon us. And I want to do this right. By giving praise and honor to the ultimate father. The supreme being. The one who created everything. And I'm talking about the great I am. The king of kings and lord of lords. I'm talking about God himself, giving praise and honor to him, for he is the father of us all. And then I want to give honor to my late father, Mr. Leroy Pittman, giving honor to him on this Father's Day. Now, <clears throat> before I go any further, you know, being a father myself, I, I think back into the time when my son, my firstborn, was um, when he came into came into life, came into being, and the the un describable joy that I had. I I was speechless. I was um, ecstatic because looking back, I never thought, I never envisioned myself of being a father. And then when my my son was born, my first firstborn, first of three that was that that was just awesome and then to get two more it's like wow and you know the first one of the first things I did was I set up now I was in the Navy at the time and wasn't married at the time And I, what I did was I, I found out some of the um, 
provisions that the military provided. And I took advantage of that. I set it up, a, 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 had, had, a, had a situation where whenever I got paid money, and at the time it was, this was back in uh, 83. So I had $250 to automatically go to my wife, who Janesta was not my wife. Mm -hmm. Um, had money going automatically. Nobody didn't have to come and say, hey, you need to um, provide for your child. You need to do this. You need to do that. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. I took it upon myself. Nobody had to browbeat me. Nobody had to explain why I have to do this and that. I automatically set up to provide for my child. Automatically. Automatically. And what the military did at the time, I got my, I got my pay and then they um, set up an account fund, so to speak. Like I said, it was $250 a pay period that went towards uh, Kelvin, my firstborn. But the point I'm trying to make here is uh, when you father a child, please don't have someone else to tell you that you need to take care of your child being a man remember this this is called men of honor and today is this title being a father being a father not a baby daddy which i can't i cannot stand that term i i cannot stand that term baby daddy but first of all you diminish the child by saying baby, baby daddy. You're not you're not saying the child's name, you're just saying baby. I, I some people may look at that as cute. I I never like that term. Can't stand it. Cannot stand it. Baby mama, baby daddy can't stand none of that. No. Mm-mm. But I digress. But like I said. <clears throat> My first priority was to take care of my child, to provide for my child. To provide for my child. Now, that was the um, Alexa going off. <laughs> so please excuse me for that. Every now and then it will go off or she will say something. I have to really check into that. But like I said, the point is, I want to make sure I wanted to make sure that my child was taken care of while being in the Navy, being in the military and I'm out at sea and being away. I wanted to make sure my child was provided for men. You become fathers. Step up. Especially if you're not married to the mother 
Step up. Make yourself applicable. Do what's right for the child. Do what's right for the child. Now, I'm going to read some, some passages from the Bible on what it means to be a father on this Father's Day. Let's go to Proverbs 22 and 6. Proverbs 22 and 6. Ready? Let's read. And it says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. So that's saying, be your child's first teacher. See, men, we are to teach. We are to teach. It's we are to teach. We are to provide we are to nurture. It's not. It's not all on the mother. Okay, we got. We got that back. We got that misconstrued. We are to be teachers, role models. It's our responsibility to train up a child in the way he or she should go. <clears throat> not the school, not the government, but you. And that means father, dad, you. And it, it hurts me to, especially you, <clears throat> okay, look at it this way. You can have a typical child grow up, especially these days with black children. They are surrounded by women, some situations, whereas the, the father has left the home. He's got women around. Then when he or she goes to school, especially being a, a male, a boy, you go to school, most of the teachers are women. Okay? So you're at home, your influence is a woman. You go to school, your influence is a woman. Where's the male, where's the male teaching? Where's the male training in that? Now, this is God talking. God says a man should have input in his child's life. A man. So we need to turn this around, man. We need to we need a, a role reversal in the training of our children. In the training of our children. We put too much of a burden on women. Way too much. Way too much of a burden. A lot of men take it as, well, it's, you know, it's her place to do this and do that. It's our place to train up a child. It's our place to have some influence in our children. Let's go to the next one. Second uh, Corinthians Let's go to Second Corinthians. Uh, let's see, chapter three, verse two and three. Second Corinthians three, two and three. 
Let's see. It says, <clears throat> you are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read of all men. For as much as you are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in fleshly tables of the heart. It says, Scripture teaches that who we are and how we live is like a letter from God. Our kids read that letter every day. We are walking examples of God's word. I'm talking about when men are in the right frame of Christ or in the right frame of God. We are walking examples. Children look at us. Whether you realize it or not. And take in what they see, take in what they hear. They're like sponges. So that, that's why a father, man, a man needs to exemplify what is good, what is precious, what is about God. If that child, your child, sees you in an inglorious way, in an inglorious light, they will mimic you. The, the, a son will grow up doing the same thing that he sees his father do. If he is disingenuous to the mother, if he speaks offensively to her, if he treats her dishonestly or dishonorably, the son will do the same thing from what he sees. If the daughter watching the father, what she will wind up doing is searching or gravitating to a man just like her father. This is what she sees. So this is what she's going to gravitate to. We as men must have this in our minds and have this in our hearts to put out the best for our children. Yes, we are all, we all come short of the glory of God, but we are all a work in progress. And what you want your work in progress to do is exemplify what is what you're working towards. Be aware of your children, be aware that they are watching you, be aware that they are sponges and you want the best for them. At least I hope you do. You, you want the best for them. <clears throat> Men of honor must be a provider of the family. Let's go to First uh, Timothy 5 and 8. 1 Timothy 5, verse 8. 1 Timothy 5 and 8. But if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he is denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. So for those of you struggling to find work, 
Don't get down on yourself. This idea is more about your heart and desire. Being a father who provides covers more than rent and food. As dads, it's our responsibility to make sure our family's needs are addressed across the board. Be encouraged and look for ways to give to your family, even when it's hard to do financially. <clears throat> so don't be don't be a slugger. Don't be lazy. Don't be slothful. Get out and do what you have to do to provide for your family. Don't be the type of man that leaves it all on the, on the wife, on the mother, on the female. Don't, don't be about that. Please don't. You know, when, and my wife can, can attest to this, when the boys, when they were growing up, and, I, and again, I think back when Kelvin was born, I, I, meant, to, I meant to mention this also earlier, that um, now I, I went out, and this is just a young father trying to feel his way through, but I went out and bought him, oh golly, what was it back then? Uh, what was it? It wasn't Nikes, because Nikes really hadn't come to the forefront at that point. I think maybe it was Adidas or something like that. Now, he was a newborn now, and I go out and buy him the most expensive um, sneakers out there for a baby. (laughs) And then failing to realize that, okay, he's going to be growing quick, and really he's going to quickly grow out of those shoes. And sure enough, he did. I mean, he really didn't even have – I never even saw him him wear them. For one thing, I was, you know, out at sea uh, in the military. And I mean, looking back on that, you know, I could have saved some money on that. But the my intention was there to provide for him, giving, trying to give him the best I could. And the thing is, what I want to say also is that, like I said, what my wife can attest to is that I put them first. And she as a mother also did the same thing. But speaking as a father, I put them first. I denied myself of many things. If if I was thinking about a new pair of shoes, they had to come first. If I had money left over, which most of the time I didn't because I had to go out and get for three, three growing boys. And one of them who was six foot six. So. You can imagine <laughs> the kind of bills I had to pay out for growing kids. But um <clears throat> that's the thing. I thought of I thought of them first. It wasn't about me having nice clothes and then you look at them and they look tacky. No, no, uh-uh. If anybody looked tacky, it was gonna be me. They were gonna look nice, no matter what. They were going to look nice. So that's the mindset a real father has to have about his children. Okay, let's go to the next one. Good fathers, good dads discipline their children. Let's go to Proverbs 13 and 24. Proverbs 13 and 24. Let's see, let's see. Proverbs 
13 and 24. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. It says, he that spare his, spare his rod hate his son, but he that love him chasten him betimes. The one who loves their children, scripture says, is careful to discipline them. This is also about proactive leadership in our homes. Being a man of the house, and and especially when when, um, first starting out, when the boys are starting to get a little older, and older I meant going past the toddler years, Oh, there were times when me and my wife clashed on this. She hated when I when I had to spank them. <laughs> and over the years, you know, she she began to realize, okay, it was needed that I wasn't going to um, bodily harm them or or be abusive or anything like that, because. Um, I had to realize also that she was abused as a child. I hope I'm okay in mentioning that. But some things need to be said also. But I had to see on that aspect of where she was coming from. So I had to always assure her, okay, that this is coming out of love. And also her knowing the scriptures, she, um, she finally began to realize this. And then as time went on, I moved from, okay, spanking to putting them in the corner with their hands up. And I would always jokingly say until I got tired. Again, you have to come from my mindset being in the military. Those were one of the punishments that um, being in boot camp that you had to endure. Anyway, the thing is that we again, as men have to take that role, have to take that leadership. And I know it's harder today with the way the climate is when it comes to spanking. You have all these avenues coming at you saying, oh, you can't spank. No, you don't do this. Don't do that when it comes to discipline. But then you got kids running all over the place, talking back to their parents and especially talking back to fathers. Oh, golly. I mean, that's just that just that just boggles and blows my mind. I would not have a child talking back to me. Can't stand that. You want to see me blow up? You want to see me really lose it? Don't have a kid talk back to me. Mm-mm. I will not. I will not accept that. Won't accept it. But anyway, when you discipline, you do it out of. You do it from a a a, a, a standpoint of love. Also control. Don't don't do it and you know you start to wail away and punch and all this other that's abuse. Okay, there's a difference between um discipline and abuse. There's a big difference. Big, big difference. Okay, let's go to the next one, which is dads spend more dads should spend more time with their children, and it's not empty time. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Let's see. Deuteronomy 
<clears throat> Deuteronomy 6, verses 9 and 6. Deuteronomy 6, verses 9 and 6. And it says, And these words which I command you this day shall be in your heart. Verse 7, and you shall teach them diligently unto thy children and shall talk of them when thou sittest in thine house and when you walk by the way and when the, you lie down and when you rise up. And you shall bind them for a sign upon thine hand and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. And you shall write upon write them upon the post of your house and go by your gates. So what is that saying? It's saying that the scriptures are clear that dads must engage their children in the, in the kind of deep heart-to-heart -heart conversations that impart more than facts, but teach wisdom. Schedule some regular conversational walks with your children. Have some one-on-one -on -one time with them is what it's saying. Or more, or more um, popular, but the more popular phrase is quality time. Have some quality time with them. Spend that time. You know, the way I used to have the quality time with my sons was um, through sports or watching TV, watching wrestling, especially watching wrestling. We would just have a great time doing that. <clears throat> But spend that spend that time with them. Have that interaction with them. Let them see you as not as uh, overbearing or a strict disciplinarian. But let them see that 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 soft side of you also. That you have to balance out both sides here, and that goes a long way. That goes a long way. I've had other other um other children come to me and say that I've been an influence in their lives because their father wasn't around because I showed them um I I gave them some time also while they were in the midst of my sons and they appreciate that or appreciated that <clears throat> and show compassion. Showing compassion is a great characteristic. Show compassion because that, that also goes a long way. Here's another one. Um, let's go to James chapter 1. James chapter 1, verse 22. James 1 and 22. <clears throat> James 1, verse 22. <clears throat> and it says, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. <clears throat> now, in other words, put your money where your mouth is. If you're going to say something, do it. 
And if you're going to promise something, keep that promise. Try to keep that promise as much as you can, because (laughs) as a child, I was I remember being told many things. And I I always remember by from men in the family and from my family, there wasn't too many men. It was uh, women dominant, female dominant. Okay. So I always held strong to whatever a male in the family told me. And I was always promised stuff. I'm not going to say from who, okay? But I, I was always promised things. And then when I didn't see that come to fruition, that always disappointed me. I always kept that in the back of my head. And even to this day, at my age, I still remember those. I still remember those instances. So, yes, a child will keep that remembrance. A child will keep that in their heads. So if you promise a child something, by all means, follow through with it. Don't be all, all free and loose with the tongue in telling a child something because they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna keep it they're gonna keep it in their hearts they're gonna keep it in their minds guarantee I guarantee that okay <clears throat> so because the, the word instructs us not only to be hearers of God's word to be but to be doers also and that may be now we it's talking about God's word also, but <clears throat> to a child, to a child until they get to know God themselves, you you are that God. You are that bigger than life person, that bigger than life entity to a child. You are where it all starts until they get to know God themselves until they get to mature and so forth. But you are that everything to a child. So like I said, don't be loose with the tongue when it comes to telling a child something. Be responsible. Own up to if you make a promise, keep it. Next one is don't provoke your children. Don't get to the point of calling them names, saying they'll never amount to anything, saying they're, um, especially um, women are good for this and saying that, now remember, I'm I'm talking about men, but I want to give an example of how a woman will say, um, you know good because your father know good and so and so and so because we tend to hear that more. But still, for a father, do not browbeat your child. Do not tell them that that they are worthless and so forth. Because when when it comes to a man, a child will, it will hurt a child more deep, more deeply than a woman a mother. Now both were hurt, both, both cut to the core, no doubt. But for some reason it hurts even more 
when a father says it, when a father puts you down, when a father says you will not amount to anything, that that really just stabs at the heart. It cuts to the core. Next one is um, dads never give up on your kids, and that that kind of is kind of in relation to what I just mentioned. But sometimes you don't have to be um, a cut to the core type of dad to to let them know, letting them know that you've given up on them. Sometimes you don't have. Sometimes it's your actions. Or the things you don't do that says you've given up on them. And they can they can see and sense that also. And that hurts. <clears throat> like the, the story of the prodigal son. And that's the story of a father who never gives up. Never gives up hope and is ready to receive his child back with open arms. We can discipline, we can hold accountable, but we must never give up. Never give up on your child. Never give up on what you've taught them. Because, and that's why I say it's good to, especially while they're young, they, they absorb like a sponge. Teach them, teach them all that you can teach them what is good impart wisdom into them because sometimes they may go wayward but don't give up on them don't give up please don't give up and lastly and i i may be leaving some things out but I'm making this last. Lastly, dads, pray for your children. Let's see. um, Let's see. First Chronicles. First Chronicles, chapter 29, verse 19. Verse 19, and it says, And give unto Solomon, my son, a perfect heart to keep your commandments, your testimonies, and your statutes, and to do all these things and to build the palace for the which I have made provision. Now, it's, it's talking about Solomon. This situation, King David prayed for his son Solomon. And children who know without any doubt that their dads pray for them every day own a deep sense of love and security. When you have a man who prays, when you have a man, and that's really and that's really coming to the forefront as being a leader in the head of the house, that when a man prays for his family, that really runs deep. 
that really molds and shapes a person. Because we can we all can have stories about the praying mother. But when the father prays, takes it to another level. When the father prays, God smile really smiles down upon the whole family. When the father prays. So be a praying father. Looking out for your children, looking out for the family. Be a praying father. <clears throat> Again, to conclude, a father should show love, show compassion, be a provider, be a disciplinarian with compassion and love, and a man of God, a man of honor, should be a man of prayer. Should be a man of honor. Well, that's it for today's message. Feel free to uh, comment and share. And if you led to um, make a donation, I gratefully appreciate your support. And I leave you with this word from Romans 12 and 2. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your minds. Happy Father's Day. No said.